How you doing, family? You know what time it is. It's your girl, the Radical Redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you with a fire, undeniably expanded, crazy, I don't know what else to say, but you know it's always fire in this house here on No Ordinary Church Girl. Candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. Hello, 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 Knock Nation. What it do, people? Look, I um I'm I'm pretty pumped about this next season or or phase of life, I guess we'll say. I don't I don't know what I'm calling it yet. But let me tell you why. Uh, I'm more encouraged day by day by the individuals who get in my DMs and talking to me about the encouragement they receive because that's what I do it for. Uh I get extreme um pleasure, excitement, whatever way you want to look at it in being able to provide hope to a hopeless person. And what I mean by that is, is that not that you are in fact as a person hopeless, but that you may be in a hopeless state of mind. And if you're in that hopeless state of mind, if I say anything that can encourage you, that that can enlighten the situation, I want to be able to do that. And whenever you all talk to me and tell me um, whatever episode or you just found me or, you know, whatever you say that's positive, I just need you to know that I thoroughly appreciate you. So there's my uh, PSA. Thank you. <laughs> but I do have a DM that I'm excited to share. It's not um, silly or or little kooky like some of the others. And that's why I don't bring them on here. Because quite frankly, look, guys, um, y'all need Jesus. Because y'all be asking me some off the wall stuff. And um, as much as I appreciate your comfort level, <laughs> let me just say that, uh, yeah, that's requiring therapy. And I am not a therapist. Okay. <laughs> So I do have a DM that I really want to share with you. I think it's really cool um, for those of you who are walking out love in this season. And it ties into today's topic. So let's go into it. Let's drop it in the DM, shall we? So here's the thing. I got a DM about my relationship. Go figure. Um, and you guys know, I've shared with you all about my relationship and um, everything that's involved in it. In terms of, I don't share everything. Let me take that back. I don't tell you everything because you don't need to know everything. Okay. That's everything ain't supposed to be shared. That's the problem with the world. We think we want to share everything and then nothing is sacred. So I don't share everything. Let me just put that on record. But I do share those things that I feel can be beneficial to anyone that's walking out a similar um, journey. So I got a DM from a young lady uh, that I was so pleased by in terms of her transparency and feeling comfortable coming to me. Like I said, whenever you guys do this, you, you just don't know how much you bring joy to my spirit. So let me read it to you. Um, and I, I think it was just the way she framed this. I thought it was really good. So here we go. Congratulations on your new love. You both are such a cute couple. So I have a few questions for you being on this side of things, this side of things, just so you know, she is currently a single mom. She has a son. And she's trying to navigate these waters of dating again. And I respect that. I think that that's cool that she's reached out and saw some similarities in my own life and felt comfortable again talking to me about it. So she says, so how long would you recommend dating before introducing a new man to your son? How do how do you do it? You do want to be like this is my friend or or then all of a sudden they are blindsided by marriage. How do you find time to date? How long do you know someone before you let them know where you live or even come over and stop um, stop by or go to restaurants or dates, which is really hard with COVID-19. When do you meet his kids? This is also new to me. It seems like you did it flawlessly. Please help a sister out. So 
I was like, cool. So let me tell y'all, I'm special. Okay. So, so I know women who look, they start dating a guy. Everybody's dating the guy. The kids dating the guy. Like everybody see the guy. <laughs> I am not that girl. Can I tell y'all? I'm not that girl. So when Bubba, AKA Demario came into my life, that brother had to work. Okay. And he can tell you himself, you know, when I bring him on the show, you guys will get a chance to hear his side of things, but until then you have to settle for mine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I was a pill. And the reason is my son's their hearts, their emotional security, stability. I have worked so hard to maintain the level of security they feel in their home. It was absolutely unequivocally not uh, negotiable, if you will, and non-negotiable that I would go through whatever I needed to go through to find out whoever I invited into their space was good, right? Whether it worked out for forever or they were just a friend, at the end of the day, I needed to know that I could trust them to be in the company of my greatest treasures, which are my two sons. So I think to answer a question, like how long was it before DeMario met my kids? Well, let me just say DeMario is a very um, love hard kind of guy. I, I love him for it. And actually he can share his own story of how he's learning to better guard his heart because he is that guy. Like he, he loves hard. If he loves you, he loves you, you know? Um, he doesn't hold back. And so I met almost everybody dang near on our first date. <laughs> that is like no lie to this day. I'm still like our story is, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, but he was just more open. Like when DeMario met me before he actually met me, meaning he seen me on social media and he followed me for a little bit. And I guess he wanted to see the consistency of the person, right? Was I all over the place or did I consistently put out? This is who she is, right? And when he got bold enough to drop it in my DM, <laughs> from that point on, in his mind, that's my wife. And I, again, I'm not going to speak for him, but that's that's how he saw me. Now, me on the other hand, I was like, mm, I don't know. You know, a lot of jokers out here claiming, I know I'm a wife. You ain't got to tell me that. No, that's not That's not new to me. But are you my husband is the question. <laughs> so I went through a lot of, um, I would say, trials. And I took DeMario through quite a bit before I allowed him to be in front of my sons. And quite frankly, we dated uh, for a good year and some may not want to go that long. And that's OK. That was my decision. Having gone through what I went through, having done what I had done in terms of just the the way our sanctuary is in our home. And that's how I look at it. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to have a revolving door of men coming in my home. Right. I dated before I met DeMario. Yes. but. How many did my son meet? Just DeMario. <laughs> Until I knew he was serious, I knew he was about something. Um, he held the same values as me. I did not bring them in front of my sons. And obviously the only one who made the cut is DeMario. And obviously now we're getting married. So that says a lot in itself. So for me, it was a year. Now I'm not saying you need to do that. But nowadays people move so quickly from say a week of dating to let's get in the bed to now we're committed. And quite frankly, I haven't even learned your middle name or your background yet. That happens. That happens. What I would definitely caution you to do when you're in this phase, especially being someone who has been divorced and this woman has been divorced. It's so important that you heal first, because if you're not healed, how in the world are you bringing anybody into your world? Right. And, and there are areas of our lives that we don't even know aren't healed until 
we walk out, you know, certain things and triggers happen and we realize, oh, wow, that's still an issue for me. And that's okay. I'm not saying you have to be perfect before you find your partner. But I am saying that you need to be cautious about your kids, especially those of you out there with kids, your kids, their emotions, they're learning how to manage those emotions. They're learning life. They're learning who they are. The last thing they need is a revolving door of different people coming in because it distorts their ability to build healthy relationships. So that's why I say, you know, what's best for you. For me, it was a year for Demario. It was like a month. So as you can see, I mean, I met his daughters pretty quickly. Um, she, th- those, those girls are gorgeous little girls and, um, uh, and young women, I should say, they're not little girls anymore. Um, and I met his son shortly after that. Like it, it wasn't, I met his kids very quickly. <laughs> Whereas I was the one like, yeah, no. And he would bring it up. Like, I haven't even met your kids yet. Like, you know, my whole family, I feel like I know nothing about you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not done vetting you yet. I don't even know if you're worthy. Okay. <laughs> He's going to like, so have a conversation about this later. That's not the point. So for me, it was a year. Um, for some, you may do three months, you may do six months, but definitely when you start seeing red flags, guys, and you have, they haven't met your kids, uh, put it on pause, put it out a little more because you just don't know what that would do to the emotional state of your children. Um, as far as this COVID situation, obviously we're not out very much. So I've heard people doing some really creative things, which I think is cool because me and DeMario are still long distance. Believe it or not, he hasn't moved to Dallas yet. But um, I'm, I'm going to like encourage this if he can get his connection life together because my baby got some bad Wi-Fi situations going on. So we try to do our videos connect and, and, and it's just not working because he gets frozen and I'm like, ooh, that face. I don't like it. <laughs> but I've heard of like virtual dates where the guy like sends like door dashes the dinner to her house and then he has his and then they're like video calling each other and they're talking. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. I don't think that's a bad idea to start. Right. If you're not comfortable, say, going to a restaurant, ladies, and I get it. We're in a time where it's just it's crazy for a woman. okay? And so if you're not comfortable going out and say to a restaurant or what have you, and you may be one of those who's just not quite comfortable just moving like that because of COVID. I totally respect that. Hey, suggest a virtual date. I think it would be fun. You can get creative with your background. He can get creative with his. Uh, I don't think the Italian stallions feel what I'm saying because he's kind of giving me this like, nah, but okay. (laughs) You're engaged. It doesn't matter. You don't count. But (laughs) I do think get creative in how you all connect. Um, and, And as you get to learn this individual, you know your values. You know what matters to you. And don't get so caught up in your list. Okay, ladies, we have a tendency to say he needs that. And it's like, yeah, what if he has none of that, but he has the most beautiful heart in the world. And he's like this guy that obviously you're attracted to. Okay, but my point is like he just really has this heart of gold. He's a provider. He's a protector. And you're missing it because you're looking at all your list and he doesn't fit your list. So pay attention to the conversation that you guys have and just be open to offer up ideas of how to connect with you. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, leave a little mystery, okay? When it comes to make him, make him find out, you know, who you are. Don't just give him everything. So that, that would be my suggestion in terms of how to start where you are. I think the biggest thing that you want to remember is that this is a learning time, right? This is a learning journey. You're learning them, they're learning you. Don't feel like you have to give them everything up front. If somebody wants to understand you and learn you, they're going to ask questions. 
they're going to do things to begin to figure out what makes you tick. If they really see you as value, they see you as someone that they want to invite into their life. And depending on the man, if he's looking for a wife, he's really going to find out about you pretty quickly, to be honest, because he's not trying to waste a lot of time being with a bunch of women. So, and ladies, you should be the same. So that, that's my suggestion for the drop it in the DM. And I hope you enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty cool that I got asked that question. I'm just saying. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> but aside from that party, people, it's time we get back on the topic that I love to talk about so much because it is candid conversations on love, pain and everything in between. The first being love. God is love. Love God, love people. You guys heard that statement, right? You don't have to be a Bible thumper to have heard that one. But I want to talk about it from the standpoint of the topic today is do you see me learning to love others? Because oftentimes I don't think we are looking at the person. We're looking at them through our pain. And you have to be very careful when you are loving another. And I'm not talking just your intimate relationships, your, your spouses or your boyfriends and girlfriends. Do we even say that anymore? Can I just sidebar real quick? Because as a woman who is seasoned in her life, I don't have boyfriends. I mean, I don't have one anymore at all anyway. I have a fiance, but that's not the point. The point is for you seasoned women, okay, I'm going I'm to put it at from the 30 plus. If you're in your 20s still, I'll let you have boyfriend, girlfriend, okay? But if you're in your 30s, can we start talking ladies? I have a man king. You like that? I have a man king. I have a man who's a king. I don't want no boyfriend. I ain't doing no boy. I got a man because he should be a grown man and not be a boy. I'm not saying you 20-year-olds are boys, but I'm just saying you probably have some toys you still want to play with, temptations of your youth. Get it? <laughs> toys. I'm just saying. But my point is this. When we're talking about how to love others, okay, do you see me? This is a conversation I've been having quite a bit with a lot of my circles of friends and associates and colleagues and so on and so forth. Do you see me, though? Do you see me or do you see your pain? Do you see me or do you see your abuse? Do you see me? Do you see the hurt that you've experienced? Do you see me is the question. So you guys know I've been talking about Proverbs and we're still in the book of Proverbs because, again, if you're not big on reading your Bible, I do believe Proverbs is a great place to start to get comfortable with how to learn how to read and get wisdom from the word of God. So Proverbs 3, verse 3. So Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 reads this. And this is in the new, uh, in new International Version. It says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Let faithfulness, faithfulness, excuse me, never leave you. Love and faithfulness. Love and faithfulness. So when we go back to Corinthians and when it talks about what love is, which we'll re revisit that. But when you think about what live, love is, love is patient, love is kind. Love doesn't keep record of wrongdoing, long suffering, right? I want you to think about that from the standpoint of when you are loving others. Because it's real easy for you to expect someone to be kind to you but you're not being kind back. It's real easy for you to say, be patient with me as I walk this out, but yet you're not patient with them. It's real easy to say, well, I thought we were past that, but yet you keep bringing up their past offenses. The question is, is how are you looking at them? How are you loving them? We talked a couple of uh, episodes back, a few seasons back, actually. Um, oh, I won't say seasons, but series um, about love levels. I highly encourage you to go check that out. Um, my guest was Corey White, and we talked about love levels and the different types of love. I don't want to spend time there, but I do want to say that there is a different way that everyone receives love. And a lot of times it's because of the trauma that they have experienced. 
or the lack of love they didn't get as a child. So I can tell you for me, I am a acts of service type of love person. That's my primary. And I value my time. I value my time. Quality time, acts of service. What does that mean? Well, acts of service for me is recognizing a need and filling it. Me not having to ask you, hey, can you do this for me? You just see there's a need. I wouldn't handle that for you. Thank you so much. You know how much I breathe differently when I have folks who just see I have a need and they just take care of it because they know me so well. They know I'm not an individual that will ask, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? It's just I'm, I'm that independent spirit to the point where it's difficult for me to ask people for help. I'm learning to do that because, again, um, in God's word, he says you have not because you ask not. So if you're not asking, that's why you don't have. And I've learned like, OK, yeah, I need to open my mouth a little more about the things that I need and, and go for that. And, and that's fine. Maybe that's you, too. But with people who are acts of service, so I'll start with myself. They're looking for you to see a need and fulfill that need. They don't have to ask you. Because if I have to ask you, I'm already exhausted. And that may sound crazy to you, but for them, it's huge. It says, you see me and you see what I need. And that's what God does. He sees the need. He knows what you want. The wants are easy, to be honest. The, the wants, we can get what we want in so many different ways. But the need, you'd be surprised how often your needs are overlooked. And they're the very things that, are, that you're starving for. And what if they're a person whose words of affirmation, what does that mean? That means you, you acknowledge my existence. You say things, you, you celebrate my successes. And even when I'm in a space of not feeling so great about myself, you speak life into me. You love me in a way that makes me feel good. Not how you need it, how I need it. But the question is, do you see me or do you see you? Because oftentimes what do we do? We love people the way we want to be loved. And that's not helping them. That's helping you. So you're saying, see, I did this, I did that. And they're like, yeah, that don't do nothing for me. <laughs> like, I, that's great. That's, but that's what you wanted, right? But what about what I want? Or what if you have had situations where you've had trauma and you've went through some tough times in a relationship and other relationships, be it with your parents, be it with a former spouse or, or a relationship that you were in, right? But yet you keep transferring that into them. So as soon as you see a similarity, you start looking at them through the lens of the pain of your prior partner and not the current one. And so then what happens? You're not loving them how they need to be loved. You're loving them through your lens of pain. And so we have to be real careful to be faithful. As this scripture says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. So you have to be faithful to the pursuit of loving them how they need to be loved. And guess what happens? It is reciprocated. Because as you love a person how they need to be loved, they're automatically going to want to know, well, how can I give them more? How can I be better for them? And you may say, well, I need to be good for me. You do. But again, we're talking about relationships. So if you're going to love on someone and you're going to be there for someone, how do they need you to be present is the question you need to ask yourself. You need to ask them because you can ask yourself all day long. But if you're not talking to them, guess what? You're not getting anywhere. And this is why most relationships, be it friendships, business relationships, personal relationships, um, they tend to dwindle because you're not taking the time to learn how to speak life and love them the way they need it. I'll use another example. I have a really dear friend. She's a words of affirmation person, big on words of affirmation and gifts. And how do I know it? Because of how she loves on me. <laughs> but here's the thing that she's done very well. 
She also recognizes that I'm an acts of service. There have been countless times where I've had a need and she knows I am not the one to say, hey, I kind of in a bind. I need I need help over here or there. She just saw it and said, boom, I got you. Just want you to know I did X, Y, Z. And I was like, I just broke into tears. She was like, what? And I was just like, you have no idea how much I needed that. She's like, oh, yeah, I did. So she loved me how I needed to be loved. And where I fell short as a friend, I wasn't doing the same. And I began to recognize that. So certain, just little things like saying, hey, little sis, she loves that. Does that cost me anything? No. But can I tell you how her whole being lights up? And the reason is, is because she lost her big sister. Her big, big sister was murdered. She looks at me as a big sister. And so to hear the words, hey, little sis, what's going on with you? It makes her just so happy because it's like you see me as your little sister. Do you know how happy that makes me? Because I lost my big sister, right? There's a, that's a pain point. And because I'm speaking life into that pain point and being okay with that's how you see me, I'm okay with that. Let me love you in the way that you need it. She, in turn, does the same for me. It is no different than any relationship you're in. If you think as a business person, right, as a business individual, you're out here doing your thing, entrepreneur or corporate America, whichever way you're in, right, how do you take care of your consumer? You give them what they need. You don't give them what you want. You're out of business. It's the same thing in your relationships, if you don't give your consumer that you have chosen that you're going to serve, right? Because you're in a space of servitude. If you don't see that as a business person, you should. You're in a space of servitude, wherever, whatever industry you're in, you're still serving a demographic. You're serving a certain consumer, right? If you don't serve them in the way that they want to be served, or the, and let me just say not want, need to be served, guess what's going to happen? They ain't going to stick around. Same thing holds true in your relationships. If you don't feel feel the need of love the way I need it and not the way you need it. And you don't look at me and see me for me, not through the lens of your pain, your trauma, uh, your fears, your doubts, your worries, right? If you don't look at the, look at the lens and see me, and I'm going to go a step further, you don't look at the lens and see me the way God made me to help you, we're not going to make it. And so I want to encourage you today to remember Proverbs 3 and 3, where a new uh, international version again, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Never is in there. That means that every time you interact with a person, every time you go into a meeting for business, you don't let the fact that love and faithfulness should lead that conversation. Love being, how do I need to serve you? How do, I, how do you need it? Not how I want to give it. How do you need it? And how can I be faithful to that? Work at it. Again, just like you build your brands, you're pretty faithful and consistent about going out here and wanting to be seen and wanting to make that paper, if you will. But you ain't gonna make no paper if you're not serving the people the way they need it. OK, so I want to encourage you today in all of your relationships, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. If you lead with a heart posture for giving people what they need, you will get what you need and more. I promise you I'm a living witness to it. So family, you know, as I always say, I want to make sure we continue this conversation. So please drop it on my DMs or drop it in the comments when you see the post come up. You can find us everywhere. 
at this point, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, if that matters to you. (laughs) The point is, I want to talk to you. I want to hear from you. Be sure to write a review too as well, because the more reviews you all write that you're listening and that you love what's happening here and you're growing, guess what? It gives us the opportunity, Knock Nation, to expand and grow and help others do the same. So I encourage you to do that. And I, I thank you in advance for it. So as I always say, family, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. Talk to you later. Love you.